Since you enjoy this show, I thought I'd throw out there another podcast you might like. It's a show about the intersection of design, technology, and the creative process. It's the Design Better podcast. And in each episode, hosts Eli Woolery and Aaron Walter bring you conversations with inspiring creative thinkers like John Cleese and David Sedaris, people who bring design and technology together like Tony Fadal, co-inventor of the iPhone and the iPod. So far, some standout episodes for me have been when they talk to John Cleese of Monty Python about creativity. That is one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite people. Then also one of my favorite musicians, Tycho, about his creative process. And they talk with Seth Godin about how creativity is an act of generosity. I've always been fascinated by design, the creativity behind it, the implementation of it, both to improve our lives from a functionality and user interface standpoint, also from an artful bringing beauty into the world approach. So whether you're a design curious person like me or a design pro, Design Better is a great listen that inspires and informs. Subscribe to the Design Better podcast at designbetterpodcast.com or in your favorite podcast app like the one you're using right now. Welcome back to Beyond the To-Do List. I am your host, Eric Fisher, and this is where I talk to the people behind the productivity. This is where you will learn not only about being more efficient and effective, but also about doing work with meaning and purpose. This week, I get to talk to Nick Loper of Side Hustle Nation. It's not just a blog. It's not just a podcast. It's a community of hardworking entrepreneurs working together on different projects united under the common goal of financial freedom. Many of you as listeners to this show are in that boat where you're doing one thing, doing another on the side, hence the word side hustle, and you want to know how to do all of the things on your plate effectively. I also want to say congratulations to Nick. His podcast, The Side Hustle Show, is one of the 10 finalists in the business section of the podcast awards, along with this show. Not to mention a few others of my friends, Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income and the Read to Lead podcast by Jeff Brown. And also congratulations to Jeff Sanders of the 5am Miracle podcast for being in the best produced section. Speaking of podcast awards, again, like I said, this podcast beyond the to do list is one of the 10 finalists in the business section, along with a number of other Noodle Mix network shows of which Beyond the To-Do List is one of. In fact, if you'd like to support the Noodle Mix Network in the Podcast Awards, it's simple. All you need to do is go to beyondthetodolist.com slash podcast awards. All the instructions are there. I highly encourage you to go check that out and support this show and all the other Noodle Mix Network podcasts. I also would like to say a quick thank you to Doodle for supporting this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Doodle is an easy way for you to save tons of time with your online scheduling. It makes scheduling a meeting with one or more people much quicker, much easier, much less of a headache. To schedule a meeting, all you need to do is suggest some possible dates and times, invite the participants, and ask them to mark down their open slots as well. 
quickly and easily. It all comes together nice and smoothly into a little grid where you can see, oh, these are the times that work for everyone. Instead of, gee, Sam says he can do this, but Bill can't, but Bill can do this time, but Sam can't, and I'm making up weird names, but all you have to do is schedule your business meetings, your holiday parties, even just dinner with friends. You can use Doodle for so many different things when you're trying to get people together. And the basic scheduling service is free, and they also offer a free personal scheduling service called Meet Me. I've been using that for years, and then I started using Doodle as well. I love it. I'm actually one of the 24 million people who use Doodle every month to save time and schedule lots of events, including podcast interviews for this very show. You can get started for free by visiting beyondthetodolist.com slash doodle, and that will get you started scheduling your meetings stress-free. This week, I have the pleasure of bringing you a conversation with Nick Loper of Side Hustle. Is it Side Hustle Nation? That it is. That it is. And it's not just a blog. It's a podcast as well. Welcome it's to the show, done. Nick. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. So we met, let's see, we met in, uh, we, uh, we met over a plate of bacon oh, at true New story, Media true story. Expo. And I don't <laughs> think I can say that about too many people. So that's actually, that's, that's why it stands out. Um, and people were just like, man, have you met Nick? And I'm like, no. And they're like, you should. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were sitting in a, a Vegas buffet at New Media Expo. At the time, I... Honestly, I'd heard the word hustle a lot. I believe I'd heard the word side hustle a few times. And I especially had heard the word hustle, you know, out of the mouth of John Acuff, who I know you're familiar with. But the word side hustle to me almost sounds like a faster version of a crab walk. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like, it's like, all right. Anyway, so what for people that have never heard, I'm sure there's people in my audience that have never heard the word side hustle, let alone side hustle, hustle nation. What is a side hustle to you? You bet. It's something you do to earn money outside of your day job. So in previous generations, it would have been called moonlighting or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's just what, what you're doing to earn money uh, apart from your normal nine to five. Gotcha. So it's that whole idea again, to go to what John Acuff's main message used to be and still somewhat is, is the idea of working towards your dream job, which is the side hustle while you're at your day job, the the current 40 hour a week, whatever that is. Yeah, exactly. It's just a lower risk brand of entrepreneurship. It's, it's not saying, hey, you're going to have to quit your job from day one, jump off this cliff into the unknown. It's saying, hey, you can build something up um, in your spare time, uh, part time um, and do it that way. So you don't have to risk everything right out of the gate. Gotcha. So it's more like building a bridge versus just taking a, a leap without any bridge. Exactly. Something like that. So then what does the word hustle mean to you? Because for me, that just sounds tiring. Is it a consistent <laughs> thing or, or or is it like um, a, uh, oh, what's the word? Like interval? I like to think of it as controlling the the controllables so in like a sports metaphor would be hustle never slumps like you you know your your offense could go through a rough period your defense could go through a rough period but one thing you control is how hard you know the effort you put forth every day and so that's what i like to think of it as just trying to get trying to get better trying to get smarter trying to you know make these incremental improvements day after day and that's how i would 
call it hustle. Not <laughs> and it, it, sometimes it has like a negative connotation, right? right? Where it's like, oh, I got I got hustled, you know? Um, yeah, but, that too. Like I wasn't even thinking about the whole speed aspect to it, or the the uh, yeah, like you got you know like a con job. Yeah, I got ripped off. I got hustled, but it's more like. Um, he showed a lot of hustle, you know, because yeah, that would be really bad if side hustle nation was like a bunch of people that were like a criminal empire where <laughs> we're just kind of a, a consortium of people figuring out how to hustle people. And hopefully know? that's not the case. <laughs> and and hopefully that, you know, that's not out there somewhere as like an alternative brand to take over <laughs> what you've got, you've built. But um, yeah, for me, like I think of, the, I hear the word hustle. I hear that. And I think, Somebody running, like somebody just sprinting out of the gate until they fall down flat, you know? And and obviously this is where the productivity side of things kind of comes into contact with this because I think there's a lot of people out there who, again, like me, didn't know they were doing – like for me, this show is kind of like a, a side hustle, although not with the intention of, of taking it over, taking over like a, a dream job switch scenario kind of a thing. Right. Um is that in in your mind? Is that like a prerequisite where you eventually want to transition to your side hustle? Well, many people do, but other times it's just like, hey, I need to make an extra two hundred bucks, five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks a month, just to you know pay down debt, just you know build a little bit of a savings cushion, whatever it is. And some people love their jobs and say, hey, I just do this for fun because it's something I'm, I'm working on, something I care about. Maybe it's a hobby of mine, whatever it is. Um. So no, some some people definitely okay. don't have the the mentality of like this is this is my escape route. This is my <laughs> this is my getaway plan mm-hmm. from corporate. Well, I think that and and so maybe that's what happens is the perspective or or lack of having one or having the wrong one even of what the side hustle is for. You know, like maybe putting pressure on that side venture, that entrepreneurial venture. That if you think, oh my gosh, I have to make this work, work or everything falls apart. You know what I mean? Like people put that pressure on there and then that's when they start to crack under the pressure, I guess, you know? Yeah. And if you, and there, I mean, there's different schools of thoughts. There's other people who are like kind of the burn the ships mentality and, right. and go all in. But it's like when you approach it from the standpoint of I need, I need this to make rent next week. Like that's a really, really scary proposition to me because I think it's a much longer term, <laughs> longer term uh, project in a lot of cases. And it's not, you know, not overnight success or get rich quick kind of thing. It's definitely like for me, it was three years of nights and weekends before I felt comfortable quitting my job. Um, it was definitely a slow growth thing. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and so then I think and where I was going earlier was I think that's where kind of our, our two – audiences intersect because you've got the podcast audience and blog audience and I've got my podcast audience and you know my side of things people are actually there's probably people that are literally in the center of the Venn diagram where they want to do side hustle and do things on the side where they either make more money and whether they want to trans transition to that being their full-time thing in the future or not or just contain it or not sorry continue to maintain it um and bring in extra money like my podcast is for me, for that matter. Um, or you've got my side of the circle where people are looking to do better work, do faster work, do more work with less effort, live a more balanced life. You can see where all these intersecting points are between 
you know, that person standing in the middle where they're, they're trying to balance, you know, whether or not they have a family or spouse or uh, day job and side hustle and all of the above plus more, you know, kid, add kids. Yeah. And <laughs> so how, how, what, what are the roles that you have had? Uh, so you've, you've transitioned out of having your old day job and now you're, quote unquote, your side hustle is your, your main hustle, I guess. Yeah. Full, so, full-time side hustle. So describe your situation to me. Like where were you and where are you now? And what are those roles that you've had? So I was, uh, you know, after school, I did what you're supposed to do. I got a job um, in corporate and moved across the country. I moved from Seattle to the East Coast. And just, you know, from from pretty much day one was just like, I don't see myself climbing the ladder here. I just don't see myself here long term. I don't know if it was a cultural thing or or what, if I had been bit by the uh, by the entrepreneurial bug um, in college because I ran, you know, a little painting business during the summer there. And it's just, uh, I don't know, it was, it was a massive company. And so you couldn't really see your impact on a day-to-day basis on the bottom line, which was a little bit frustrating to me. It's like, if I, if I didn't show up, literally nothing would happen. Like, it wouldn't even be a blip on the radar, which was kind of like, you know, I don't know, I, maybe it sounds weird. Like, I, there, there was no sense of importance uh, there, which was somewhat important to me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, like if you were to take a sick day and then come back the next day, you wouldn't be buried under a pile of paperwork or anything, digital yeah, well, or otherwise. Yeah, the, the the work would pile up, but like, would it have any meaningful impact to the oh, to yeah. the company's bottom line? Probably uh-huh. not. Um, but that's you know, I think that's probably true with any big company. Right. And so what I started doing was this um, comparison shoe shopping website. It was like a price grabber, except okay. specifically for shoes, specifically for footwear. Um, Pretty random, pretty random side hustle, but that was the eventually that, the vehicle. that and again that literally has to do with hustling because you put those shoes on your feet and then you're ready to run. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I'm like the worst person to talk about shoes because you know over the nine years or something I had this site, I bought like three pairs of shoes. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> nice. like barefoot right now, I'm not a sneakerhead at all, but it's um, it ended up being a good vehicle for me. Good. And think about the kind of forced um forced productivity i think about like when i was back in school the the quarters that i was working ended up being my best quarters academically even though i had less time because it forced me to be better about the time that i did have and and i think that has carried over into some of the the side hustle stuff where it's like hey if i know i'm going to only have an hour a day or two hours a day. Like I've got to be really, really on top of my game for that time to, uh, to get something done. It's kind of, I, th- I can't remember the name of the principal and, and people are listening and they're shouting it at their phone or whatever it is they're using to listen to the show. But it's the principle of that, that your work expands to fill the hours that you have. And, and so if you compress your time by adding like one more thing into it, you know, so if you were just doing academics, and suddenly you're just like, oh, I got time. Right. Suddenly, I got time to play Halo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or uh, you know, uh, what was the one that I always used to do? Uh, oh, Goldeneye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In 64. Man, the hours spent those, on that. Those were the days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but suddenly you add in that extra, you know, the job, and suddenly you've got less time to have, that you have to use. And so suddenly that that self-imposed, Deadline. I mean, you could still procrastinate and or not turn in your stuff and get horrible grades. 
that's an it's always an option but and, and I know I'm familiar with that but uh the idea that adding in extra stuff and having that push you and create those those deadlines that you have to perf- self perform for yeah you start to find you start to find time in in some unlikely places i think about my like i used to drive 5 6 700 miles a week for work and like this is pre discovering podcasts and i think of like all of those wasted mm-hmm. hours listening to like blue collar comedy on Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On satellite radio and stuff, like, what was I, you know, what was I doing? I could have learned, like, use that as such a huge education opportunity. What's the, uh, is it Zig Ziglar? Like, you know, um, yeah. autom- Automobile University? Yes. I totally missed the boat on that. Uh, yeah, I I had the same thing. I was listening to a lot of music. I was driving you know, 10 hours a week, yeah. uh, not just in commute, but in, in kind of a part of what my old job used to be way back when. Yeah. So, so where are you at now? What are, what roles do you currently have? And let's start to delve into how you've learned from talking to other side hustlers, as well as yourself, um, how to make this work. Sure. Sure. So, uh, today I'm in the position of helping helping people earn money outside of their day job with uh, with the side hustle nation blog and podcast and i'm really chasing a a multiple income stream strategy so i think i put out a show earlier in the summer about you know the eight income streams or something i'm working on right now and so some of that is through the through the blog and podcast some of that's through private consulting some of that's through freelancing stuff some of that's through kindle books you know, working on a, a bunch of different projects, both from the standpoint of hey, I need to piece all this stuff together to make to make a living, and from an experiment standpoint of hey, if I can try something out and if it works, then I can share the results with everyone um, on the site. And so I had a like had a book launch earlier in the summer that did well, so that turned into a big case study kind of thing. Um, I've done a bunch of experiments on Fiverr of all places, and that's <laughs> kind of turned into a, a fun thing. So you find these things, and, and somebody mentioned this on my show uh, a couple of weeks ago. I thought it was really, really good. He said, you know, um, he said this in different words, but action breeds action. Like sometimes the best opportunities are found once you're already in motion. And so there's this, you know, at least for me, there's like this long buildup or delay or analysis paralysis at the very beginning deciding which direction to go and then once you release that once you pick something and just get started all of a sudden 
like your vision changes and it, you, you know, I get, so coming back from these conferences, right? Like I'm buzzing with a bunch of different ideas just from talking with everybody sitting in these sessions and, and that's like really exciting. Then you write down, you know, a million different project ideas and see which one you pick up next. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, uh, interesting in, in, and I have been there before. Uh, and in fact, that's how my show was born. I was already working towards figuring out how to start it. And was at uh, what was at that point for the last time called Blog World uh, in New York City, summer of 2012, and it's now New Media Expo. And just sitting in all the sessions and getting that burst of energy and connection and all those things. And and what's funny was (laughs) at the same time, at that same thing, and and even I remember now sitting across from him at dinner that Cliff Ravenscraft had done at a at a pizza place uh, was John Lee Dumas doing the exact same thing as me, just kind of planning out what he was going to do, how he's going to do it, doing his yeah, show. Yeah, this was so, before before he was yeah John Lee Dumas. Yeah, right. So it was funny because we compared notes later on. I think when he was on my show, and we were like, "Oh no way!" That's when you were working on launching your show, and I was working on mine, and and we, we didn't even know it. So that was kind of funny. Yeah, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, I, I think that so then you're you're um you're in the thick of it, and and I think that's where you know I think a lot of people have problems with starting a lot, then have even more problems. I think I think starting is one thing. I think a lot of people can start a lot of stuff. It's the follow through, and it's the stride almost. You know, maintaining a consistency. I think that's more my word or my. Uh, you know, pacing or stride or whatever you want to call it. I like to feel like that's a healthier word for hustle for me, at least. Yeah. I want to know something's consistent and can keep going and and can go the distance, more like a marathon. You know. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a challenge, and I think I was pretty risk uh, risk averse when it came to finally giving my my notice at work. It's like I wanted to see my day job income replaced for you know, six months or 12 months or something, probably longer than it needed to be. And then it's all, then it all goes out the window. On, on my first day of self-employment, of retirement, you know, Google decided to crawl my advertising account and say, hey, you can no longer advertise with us. This is garbage. And I was like, are you kidding me? You had no problem the two years before. I just turned in the keys to my company car. What are you doing? Hey, you know, the only purpose of your site is to drive people to other sites. But that's the only purpose of Google. Who are you to say this? It was just, <laughs> it was nonsense. That's and then, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, it took all summer, it took, you know, three months to kind of get back into their good graces. And of course, they don't tell you what, you know, what they want to see. Right. And so that was, um, that was my intro to self-employment. It's been uh, lots of ups and downs since then. Interesting. So how do you make progress every day? How do you make sure, I mean, if you, I assume you're working from home or your own office space somewhere outside the home, but either way, it's you, you're the boss. Like, how do you make sure you make progress every day? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, you know, the grass is always greener kind of thing. Oh, I want to be self-employed. I want to be the own boss. And then once you're there, it's like, well, then now there's nobody to tell me what priority to work on. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> so that's that's definitely tough. No, I start off uh, every day. I do work from home. I start off every day on my treadmill desk. I like to knock out uh, three or four miles before breakfast. And this is kind of a physical inertia that maybe breeds uh, a mental inertia. Like you're you're... I don't know. There's something to it. Um, I wish I had built this thing years ago because you just feel like, I don't know, it feels really good to be, so to you, be moving you forward. Built it. Yeah, I pieced it together on Craigslist. You can buy 
I mean, you could spend as much as you want on these things. I think the professional, like, made for a, an office environment ones, like with a super quiet motor and everything, are like four thousand bucks. Um, the most popular one on Amazon is about fifteen hundred. But yeah, I pieced it together on Craigslist for like two fifty. <laughs> nice. Um, so it was, I mean, and I had I've had to replace the motor since then because it had a lot of a lot of use. But it's really really it's cool. I think it's it's one of these things where. You're just you know you're you're getting your day started. You're getting that blood flowing. You're getting getting some stuff done. And I I should admit that I kind of start my day in my inbox, which I know is like you know a a, a cardinal sin among productivity people. Well, uh, you know what? There are, I've I've had it almost split. To be honest, some people like I can point out there are some people who are highly productive, and that's where they start. Yeah. So you're you're not alone. I I know because of the fact that they look at it as, hey, if I can go through and make sure there are no fires, yeah. even if I already have my own plan in place for today, and then I know that there's not anything else, and or, or I swipe stuff away or delete or archive, and then know that it's a much you know smaller batch that I have to go through at my designated time or whatever, or yeah. re- reply to them then if it's two seconds. Um, I know people who do that, so you're not alone. Yeah, the way the way I'll justify it is like, hey, you know, if I can knock out some of these like micro tasks, like a two minute reply or like, you know, doing some of these like easy, low hanging fruit emails to get started as I, you know, I'm starting my my treadmill desk walk. It's like that kind of builds the momentum for, you know, whatever the main project is that morning. It's like stretching. That's right. It's just a warm ups. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So how how do you uh, you've already kind of got into, you know, how you start your day. How and I have this question. So, how in an ideal world, how do you start your day before and after the treadmill desk? Um, well, so before there's there's not much before. You know, there's like a breakfast smoothie before taking the dog out before. Like that's that's about it. And then jump jump on there immediately. Afterwards is when I'll you know come downstairs and do interviews and stuff like this, or go to the gym, or you know whatever else needs to needs to happen. Um. But that's it. I mean, generally like seven thirty to five, and just just plugging away on different projects. Okay. So, how do you plan out these projects? How do you plan them? How do you? What's your to do? You know, list task management project <laughs> style. It's a very uh, it's a very analog system. It's just a yellow sheet of legal paper, <laughs> and uh, just write down the different the different. Um, tasks on on the sheet. There's no app, or there's no, um, you know, I can't, I can't even figure out how to use Evernote. But there's, <laughs> nice. you know, it's just a, a pretty pretty basic system there. One thing that I have used and should probably be better about using on an ongoing basis is like a time tracking uh, software. I don't know if anyone has mentioned Toggle on the show, but I think this is a pretty cool tool. It's like a glorified stopwatch, basically. You punch in what you're working on, you hit the button and it starts timing you essentially. And what I found is all of a sudden it becomes a game. Like, I, I can't believe I spent, you know, an hour working on this stupid PowerPoint, but now it's like, now the clock is running. Oh, I can get this done in 40 minutes. And so like, mm-hmm. there's some element of competition in it now. Yeah. Um, yeah like a gamification so, almost. Yeah. And so that's been, that's been kind of effective when I was, when I was doing that. So maybe I should turn that back on. Do you, does it happen to play into like how long you estimate your tasks are going to take? 
it's handy, I guess, for the for the standpoint of you know if you if you eventually plan to outsource that, you you can have an idea of how long it takes, which okay. is cool. But yeah, not not really big on estimating certain jobs. If I find with like like this morning, I you know finished whatever I was working on. I had ten minutes before our call. That's when I'll jump into Feedly and work on you know some. I'll fill up my buffer, work on some blog comments or something like that. These little micro things you can do to fill up the, the little gaps of time. Do you have those listed out at all, or do you just kind of free flow it? Yeah, those are just ad hoc. Okay, I know that that's one place where, for me personally, if I don't have those kind of regimented then I can more easily fall into, you know, being distracted and spending, uh, you know, going over the allotted 10 minutes. Well, not if somebody's going to ding me for a call, but if I am supposed to start working on something else and I say, okay, I got 10 minutes, I'm going to go on Facebook and it ends up being 20, 25. Yeah. Mapping, (laughs) mapping it out on the calendar is, is useful, but so I try and break up the day, even if I don't have any meetings, you try and put some stuff on the calendar. Like, hey, at, at noon, I'm going to be working on this. At one, I should you know, move on to this next idea, next project, um, even, if, even if there's no call to jump on. No one, no one else is holding me accountable for that stuff. Right. Well, so speaking of accountability, like you – are you – you're solo. Like it's just you, right? Is, is there anybody else around that works on you, your stuff with you as part of a team or – do you collaborate in any way? It's uh, it's just me right now. Um, I've got a virtual assistant in in Macedonia of all places. She's awesome. Oh, interesting. Been, been working with her for a couple years. Found her on Elance. Um, didn't expect to get any bids back from Europe, but she blew the competition away. Um, so very very happy in in working with her. Um, I have a. I have a fancy hands subscription as like a, another virtual assistant service. I don't use them as much as I could or it kind of, it ebbs and flows, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, no one else around. So other, I guess the only accountability groups would be like a couple mastermind groups. Okay. Uh, a couple that I host and then one that I'm just a member of. Well, let's talk about that because I, I think that one of the things is, I mean, this ma- the word mastermind has become such a buzzword. Uh, even though we used to call them accountability groups or men's groups or other things like that. Um, But that it's, you know, this idea that, look, we don't all, none of us can really do it all on our own. Even if we don't have anybody else working on our thing with us, we still need camaraderie and, uh, you know, that water cooler mentality even to a little bit. And you need people that are going to make you sharper. Absolutely. This is this has been huge for me. And it's I was way, way, way late to the game. Like I heard mastermind. I thought it was like an official, like a brand name thing. Like, oh, you got to go join this mastermind. And so I like was Googling it and like couldn't find a single thing that was that was useful that was pointing me <laughs> to the official mastermind group Facebook page or something. And they're like, oh, you got to go read uh, Think and Grow Rich. And I was like, dude, I read that a long time ago. I thought it was horrible, but I'll read it. I'll try it again. I was like, it still doesn't do it for me. Like it's going to take a lot more than just thinking like to make money. So yeah. not, not a huge fan of the book, but the mastermind thing really has been uh, a game changer because like you said, you're working for yourself. You don't have that, uh, you know, people to hold you accountable. And so what I found was kind of, so we're meeting on Mondays. So it comes Sunday night. Like, Oh, what did I, what did I tell those guys I was going to get done? And all of a sudden, instead of like by verbalizing your priorities, 
to other people, all of a sudden they become like that much more concrete. You're like, it must really be a priority. Otherwise I wouldn't have said it. So I better get this thing done. Yeah, I hear that. I, I was part of one for a while and haven't been for a while, but I've, you know, I still kind of have a tentative invitation or open door to one. And I, I really need to get back into it because I think that's the thing that kind of keeps me from getting forward. And in some of these side hustle things, I can keep my priorities in check and all that with day job stuff, even though I work remotely, because I have people interacting with me and keeping on top of me slash you know, collaborating and all that kind of stuff via many different tools. So there's no problem there, but it's like, oh yeah, I, I had this project that's my own thing that I need to, that I want to push forward and there's no deadlines other than my own. So if I want to see them move forward, I need to have somebody light a fire. So yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of just a sharing of, of resources, sharing of like, oh, I know a guy who could help you with, you know, problem X, Y, Z. And so kind of, I guess that's what the, the word comes from, like a meeting of the minds, like to tap into this collective yeah. brain power is pretty cool. Well, it's, it's, it's about mastering using your mind. And, and I guess that's maybe where it came from. I have no idea. I, I never liked that book very much either, even though I oh. heard. So you're not alone there either. But yeah, I think that... Um, I think masterminds have their place, but I think relying too much on them as well as it can be a dangerous proposition, you know, like, yeah, there's a fine line. If you're spending, you know, you're, if you have 10 free hours a week to work on your stuff and you're spending half of that in a mastermind, that's like, (laughs) right. Yeah. So I got to ask, do you have, are are you married? Do you have any family or is it just you? Um, Married, married my high school sweetheart. So we've been together. 15 and a half years or so. Great. Congratulations. And thank you. And, uh, but no kids yet. Okay. So it's just us in the, us in the side hustle shih tzu over here. Nice. <laughs> so how do you and your wife kind of balance the time? I mean, are you, are you, you are in a home office then, right? Yes. That's what you said. Okay. So how do you balance some of that personal time, especially when you're working out of your home? The the advantage for the advantage for me is you know she goes to work during the day and so that's when I do my stuff. Now the funny thing is the the entrepreneurial spirit has worn off. So the past couple of years she started her own side hustle, nice. which has kept her pretty busy. She's doing photography on the side, and I've actually her and her partner have done really really well with it. So I'm I'm like a proud uh, a proud mentor, a proud <laughs> entrepreneur uh, husband at this point. That's great. So you've essentially got two side businesses that are now full businesses coming out of your home. Well, she's she's still doing that uh, part time. Okay, so that's uh, you know maybe someday. Although the the economics of photography make it mm-hmm. a little bit tougher to yeah. to do that on a full time basis. But, but but yeah, very exciting to to have that kind of all of the stuff that. You know, I've been talking about, oh, you got to listen to this podcast. Oh, this is so good. All of a sudden, she's like, oh, this is good. I get it. You know, this is fun. <laughs> nice. Eventually, eventually they, they come around. Um, <laughs> you know, eight years in the yeah, making. So. Right. Well, and that's the thing is a lot of people, again, it's that whole perspective on pacing of, oh, you mean I don't have to make a full living off this thing that I'm building right this second? Okay, cool. And then when the pressure is off, but then still maintaining the right amount of pressure to to keep forward momentum, you know. Yeah, 
And a lot of people will talk about, uh, you know, revenue, uh, revenue neutral or revenue positive hobbies versus, uh, you know, hobbies that cost you money. Mm, I think yeah. golf is probably the classic example right. of something that just costs you money. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I think that, uh, do you have any kind of other weird or off the wall stuff? I know building your own treadmill desk was pretty interesting. I may have to look into doing that. Um, what about, I heard this rumor or and you even told me that this this idea of this cold shower challenge <laughs> are you still doing that I am still on the cold shower kick it's been 7 months since since my last warm shower wow this is this is a weird one um but it's i don't know i don't know if it's placebo oh. or what it is but like i'm it feels it feels amazing like okay. you, you kind of the cold water hits you and you're like, Argh! and you, you scream and you swear and you yell and you're like, and I think the idea stems from like, Hey, look, if this is the most difficult thing you have to do today, like everything else on your list is cake and you can just, you know, tackle, tackle the day with a vengeance now that you've gotten this out of your system. And it's very, uh, I don't know. It's very primal. I don't know. The guy who introduced it to me, uh, Nick Reese, he, I guess he started off as like a, a fat burning thing or, um, uh, metabolism thing right yeah i i had heard tim ferris refer to it a little bit at one point yeah 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 so i think this was i think it was in four hour body where talking about like doing ice baths or something crazy but he also talked about michael phelps like hey michael phelps you know is eating fifteen thousand calories a day but you know just swimming the pure exercise of swimming he's only burning eight thousand or something like which is still an insane amount but to make up the difference is like you, his body is heating itself in the water. Like it's expending calories to, right. keep, it, to keep himself warm in, uh, in the pool water. And so same idea here. If you cool your, cool your body down, like you're going to expend some calories heating yourself back up. Um, so a little bit of a productivity hack, maybe a little bit of a, a fat burning hack too. I've done it some. Uh, I'll say this. There was a one summer where – it was an extremely hot summer. I think this was maybe two summers ago, and I'd heard Tim Ferriss's book refer to that. And I thought, well, you know what? I've always kind of liked stepping outside in the winter with just a T-shirt on and just kind of, you know, it wakes me up or whatever. So I can see that that's not insane, uh, although some people probably still consider it to be. But I, yeah, then in the summer, like, uh, it, I mean, it'd be like 80, 90 degrees outside, probably more than that. And yeah. uh, our AC was kind of dying and we were putting in window ones. And <laughs> so I had, you know, I was trying, trying it. And, you know, I have to say, like, there was this like, oh, my gosh, I'm awake. It kind of like slapping the cold water on your face first thing in the morning. Right. But it's all over and you you have no choice and you just got to grunt and bear through it or whatever. So, yeah, interesting. It It is a weird one, but um but you know, give it a shot for a week. Give it a shot for uh, you know seven days. See if you can see if it becomes a routine. If, if nothing else, you'll save time because you'll be in and out of there like crazy. Exactly. Like crazy, exactly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, I I'm still sticking with it. I'm kind of afraid to break the streak now. It's been you know it's been a good True. six months. It's been it's been a good seven months in terms of you know different projects and and getting getting business, getting clients. So. We'll keep it keep it going. Although so, you know, we have the advantage too, like in the summer, it's like I mean, right. even today it's supposed to be like ninety something degrees, which oh, is not. Wow. Yeah, here uh, it's cold and rainy, so I, I would really feel weird doing it. But yeah, there, there have been a couple. Like coming back one day after snowboarding was like really really cold, um, and another day after getting back from like a dog walk in the rain was pretty cold. 
but you know, the rest of the time it hasn't been too bad. Huh? Cool. Uh, so, so what are you most looking forward to these days in terms of, you know, where, where are you headed in terms of your side hustle? That's a, that's a good question. I'm so much focused on like the day to day stuff where it's not, you know, you gotta take a time, time out to, to zoom out a little bit, um, look at the big picture. So some of the goals that, that my wife and I have would be to, you know, to, to build up, uh, a more a comfortable, you know, income buffer or a component, like what, what level of side hustle income we've yet to decide on this. It kind of keeps creeping upwards. <laughs> if you do go, if you do go full time on your own, all of a sudden you've got, you know, massive, uh, health insurance expenses. And, and if you ever go down the path of, of starting a family, like that's, you know, whole, you know, extra expense to add into it, but trying to figure out, you know, what that, what that target is going to be and what can, what can we do to get there and working towards that goal day in and day out. Um, so that we have the freedom or the option for her to, uh, to quit her day job and, and we could both be full-time side hustlers. Awesome. Well, I, I really am interested in, in hearing how that plays out and people can follow your journey on your blog. Let's, let's, get people over to where they can hook up with you and, and follow you if they found this interview interesting, which I know I did. Sure. Uh, since it's a podcast, the best way to find me is probably in iTunes or Stitcher. If you search Side Hustle, um, you should, I should show up there. Uh, is it all explore, one word? Uh, two words. Two words. Okay. And we explore a different part-time business idea, business opportunity each week on the show. So plenty of, uh, plenty of good stuff in the archives to get the creative juices flowing. Yeah. Cause that, actually that's the, a, an excellent point is not only have, uh, you know, people been thinking, well, maybe I should do something. Maybe they think that they're limited and to hear some of the stories on your show, the, it'll spark some ideas, even if they're not copying to maybe modify or innovate, uh, or spark the creative juices of, of something that uh, they could do versus what they hear these other people doing. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Well, Nick, it has been awesome talking with you. And uh, thanks for being on the show. You bet. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks again to Nick for stopping by and talking with me about the side hustle. And again, congratulations, Nick, on your podcast award nomination. Again, if you'd like to support this podcast and other Noodle Mix Network podcasts, it's easy. Just go over to beyondthetodolist.com slash podcast awards. Thanks again to Doodle for supporting this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Make sure to go take advantage of their free options to make scheduling your meetings so much easier. Go to beyondthetodolist.com slash doodle and start scheduling your meetings stress-free. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next episode.
Beyond the To Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast. Theorize over the TV shows Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and Under the Dome. Laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx.